What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 32 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. Hey, so we're going to get into we, – we're recording this for everybody's listening. We're recording this right after um, Sunday Night Football ended, so the playoffs are set. We're going to get into that at the end. But before we do anything, it would be remiss if we didn't uh, talk about a couple of things right off the top. First of all, uh, thank you, J.J. Watt for a remarkable career. Like even as a Jaguars fan and having to go against you for years, like dude's just fun to watch. You can't, this is a dude you can't hate. Like you were going against him. That's true. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's somebody who's so respected across the league. And I don't think anybody doesn't like him again. You're right. Unless you're going against him. Like dude is just fun to watch. And it's going to be weird not seeing him play on Sundays next year. Granted, I wasn't watching a whole lot of Cardinals games out here in Georgia, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Let's take the time to actually look at J.J. Watt's career, man. You think about him. Um, man of the year, uh, first team, like been all been an all pro. I think he's got defensive player of the year. Um, just Jesus, looking at all the accolades that this man has had. He's had. done so much. Both on and off the field, just it, it, it's ama- it's just amazing what all this. Hey, don't forget does. about those touchdown catches too. Yeah, I remember because I, okay, <laughs> remember okay, remember when JJ Watt was really in the pinnacle of his prime. I kept saying, "Is that JJ Watt? Or is that Rob Gronkowski? Both are about the same." I'm thinking those are the top two players in the league <laughs> when I was a kid because I'm like, both of them had the arm brace and they yep. both dominated. But like JJ, but you think about with JJ, five time Pro Bowler, five time All Pro. Uh, three-time defensive player of the year, three-time sport um pro football writer on uh, associated NFL player of the year. Um, mm-hmm. sport shoot, he was a sports new and sports news defensive player of the year three times. Uh, well, three-time defensive player of the year, three-time um pro football focus best player of the year, four-time four-time AFC defensive player of the year, two-time sack leader. Uh, he got that he was an MVP runner-up back in 2014, which is. Then it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's a quarterback's award at this point. He was the 2017 Walter Payton Man of the Year. He was the Pro Bowl Defensive MVP in 2014, which will never, ever, 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 ever happen again because the games are canceled. Thank God. Uh, And going through from 2013 to 2020, to um, JJ Watt was ranked number five, 12, one, one in 2015, three. 35, 84, 12, and 45 in the NFL top 100. He was no, he, number one back in 2015. And if you look at the career stats, too, he's had, uh, as a defensive end, this is something that doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, he doesn't have, like, middle linebacker numbers when it comes to, like, tackles and everything. But he's got uh, 562, according to the website, as of when we're recording this, 562 total tackles, 391 solo tackles, and 110 and a half sacks, one safety, Two interceptions, two touchdowns, and I think it's what three or four offensive touchdowns. I don't really remember off the top of my head, but over the course of his career, like that's just it. They're great stats, man. He's easily going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. JJ also his career he ends his career with over a hundred plus sacks, uh, which doesn't happen. <laughs> twenty five forced fumble on twenty five forced fumbles and sit over about sixteen recovered fumbles. Not only that, he was good in the pros. He was good in college. He was a, he was a lot trophy winner. He was a Big Ten champion. He was a first team All American in 2010. He was a first team All Big Ten. He was a three time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, and he was Wisconsin's team co MVP. Mind you, 
Let, let's go back real quick and we got to move on. JJ Watt was drafted in 2011 and he was the and he was the 11th overall pick in that draft. I remember back during that draft that there were a lot of Houston Texas fans so upset they wanted to take somebody else and they were like, why are we getting him? Fast forward like let's see 2011 we in 2023 mm -hmm. 12 years later Houston misses that man. They love that man with every with every bit of fiber in their body. Oh, absolutely. Think about, think, think about this. The Houston Astros has won two World Series championships. One, one is valid. The other one wasn't. <laughs> the Houston Rockets <laughs> has had Akeem Olajuwon, Kenny, uh, like, uh, Kenny Jet Smith. They've had James Harden. Too, uh, they had James Harden. They've they had, had a lot of great players. Um. You think you take all of that? I think if you ask somebody that's from the Houston area. Who is the best athlete to come through the city of Houston of any franchise or any sport? Majority is going to say J.J. Watt. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a fair point. I mean, and we could be here arguing all day, the nitpickiness, but yeah, that's a fair point. So, but you want to talk about someone who's loved too? We we got to get into the Demar Hamlin thing. So Not much a thing. We just gotta. We just gotta. Th we just gotta thank God that the man is alive. He's absolutely. He's, he's awake. He's he's getting active again. Um, recently got him back on social media, back on Instagram, talking about the games and stuff. He's proud of his team. Um, just just really happy for him. It was a scary sight. You hate to, you hate to see that uh, having cardiac arrest. Uh, again, we're not we are not medical professionals. No, in, so like any stretch of the means, and we will respect the ones that the, and we will respect the ones that are, are in that profession. But um. It was a scary sight. The NFL did the right thing. The NFL handled this the best way they could. We'll we'll talk about you know the NFL. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, I can get into that. Overall, bit. overall, but this is about Demar Hamlin. The love of love and compassion that the whole world, not just the NFL, but the whole world, has had for this man, and the love of support and the money that he's raised for his charity and his foundations and what he and what he means. Just a, just a wonderful human being, and you just so and you're just so relieved, grateful, and happy that this man is alive, well, and continue to get better. And but just mainly, like you're, you're happy to see a father and a son being alive in this world again. Exactly, and I mean, like you, you made that, that is. So I want to get. I'm going to get a little messy here, <laughs> just a little messy. So. You made a great point. At the end of the day, the most important thing is the fact that this man is not only alive, but he's getting better. He The breathing tube is out of his throat, according to all the reports that we're seeing out of this. And honestly, you know, we could have done, and this isn't a knock against, you know, the other people who did this. What Jalen and I kind of wanted to do is we wanted to wait until, A, obviously, you know, Buddy was better. But we also kind of wanted to see all this information coming out and just address a couple things. So, Again, we are as much doctors as we are experts on any sport, which we're not. So we're not doctors. So the thing that happened for the people, and I'm not getting political. I'm not getting anything. It, the I, I think our buddy Jim over at Fan of the Van made a great point. The 15% of you who are worried about your fantasy football lineup and your your over under and your you know covering the spread and the money you have on this game, like, are you kidding me? Like, look, at the end of the day, this is a game, and it's sad that something so tragic had to unite everybody. Well, not, not, 
how do how do I rephrase this? But, this, but that's all. But that's all with the case. Uh, but like, there's a there's a statement. Some would say like, oh, but this is what most of the play. This is what the players sign up for. Actually, actually, that's a false statement. I always thought that, but it was a false statement after I heard Emmanuel Acho, who's a former exactly. And I, I want to tear it to two people when you're he, done with this too. He he said this poetically. You sign up for broken bones. You sign up for concussions. You sign up for like injuries. You do not sign up to die. No, this was a freak accident that literally it happens more often than some people would think. Um, if it's you know a situation where if you if you get hit in the chest hard enough at the right time between your heartbeats, it can disrupt the rhythm of your heart to the point where it actually stops. It's called commercial cortis, I, I believe. I don't want to make. I, I really want to say this, and I'm gonna be as serious as Michael J. White did in this interview. Uh, he had an interview where he said, like, I, I know this sounds bad, but he can literally kill a person because he's, a, I think he's a ninth or 10th degree or however high degree black belt that he is. Mm -hmm. And the reporter laughed at him because he thought he was joking. Michael J. White was serious. So when you take that to account on how a martial artist, a true martial artist is able to use their hands as legit weapons where they can strike a person down and literally kill somebody and you ain't got to, you ain't got to bludgeon them. I think about that. I think about that whole situation as far as like just how the bodies make you. Like you think about pressure points. You think about just like certain angles, how like a, a person's body is constructed by one wrong move, and how you think some people are able to survive certain things, and some and some people aren't based on how they're built. Yeah, and I mean, like, so the biggest thing for me is I I, I need to lay into two people in particular: Skip Bayless, you absolute garbage human being, and Bart Scott. So. They fall into that 15-ish percent. I'll make it quick. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll make it quick. Make it quick because we got a bunch of stuff that we got to get into. I know. But the big thing for me is, like, look. So, basically, for if you've been living under a rock, uh, to sum it up real quickly, DeMar Hamlin basically was the, what happened to him is something that's never really happened on TV before. He literally died on the field, which is something that you never see has never happened before. Um, please stop sharing the video. What ended up happening is, like you said, the NFL, at the end of the day, ended up doing the right thing. But at the beginning, there's really no protocol for this. So the one issue I have was the refs going up to the coaches and saying, like, hey, you know, you got, like, five minutes. Allegedly. We don't know if but that was, was But that was the original protocol of exactly. that, dealing with injuries. Exactly. But the coaches did the right thing, and the refs did the right thing as well. Both McDermott and um, the Bengals head coach, whose name has escaped me at the moment, were both like, you know, we're not doing this. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, that's right. His brother's the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. Why didn't I know that? Which we'll get into briefly. Um, but, like, both the coaches were like, hey, like, you do what you got to do. Like, we'll take the loss. I don't care. Not, like, we're not just the coaches, but the players as well. Yeah, they're like, we're going to go be with our guy. Like, this is this is a game. We're done. We're going to go be with our guy. Like, this is important. Apparently, they called the powers that be. The powers that be basically canceled the game for the day, which was the right thing. And it was a freak accident. Literally could have happened to anybody. And it's just incredible to see, like, the 50% of you, like the Skip Baylesses, like the other people we mentioned earlier, Skip Bayless talked about how um, he immediately backtracked, by the way, saying how no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Like, dude, bad take. <laughs> really bad take. Bad it's timing. Bad timing, bad take. And that is an undisputed fact. And he walked it back. Thank you. Unintended. Thank you. Uh, and he walked it back like an hour later. But you'll notice Shanna wasn't on the show the next day. 
Yeah, I, I, I wish we had more time. I want to get. Yeah, into that we got a little bit of time because the rest Stephen, of the topics Stephen are quick. A, Stephen A. touched on that as well. Yeah, I mean, like a it, lot of people are coming for him on that one, but like I, I get. Oh, I'm coming. I'm the next one I'm coming for is Bart Scott. Like, dude, are you kidding me? How? Oh my God! So, for those who don't know, Bart Scott was on First Take, and basically his quote blamed T Higgins for this whole thing, which it was a football which play. You cannot do no. Even DeMar's family came out and said, we don't blame him. Like, dude, for the longest time, didn't leave the hospital. Real, real quick, T. Higgins actually been through a whole lot. I think he lost his um, – correct me if I'm wrong. I think he lost a parent. I think he lost his father early on, either this year or last year. So he was already going through a whole lot at that time. I immediately sent my prayers to not only DeMar Hamlet but also to T. because – to pile that on, I know how it feels to have a whole lot of like situations just come at you in one and it just overwhelm you. So I was just glad that his mom was there as well. Both pit, I was glad both moms were there. Exactly. Both moms were there. Both and shout, out, and shout out to uh, DeMar Hamlin's uncle as well. He, oh, like, yeah. He took time to talk to a lot of media. And oh, yeah. But like, we're, we're glad DeMar's better. But like, first of all, the, the audacity of some of these people to not only bl- like to, to, deflect off of the fact that someone literally died, which is again, never happened before to get to the point where, Oh, we care about, you know, which they later saw this had no implications on anything. The NFL solved it without it. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Both teams were locked for the playoffs anyway. So who cares? This game is not that important. It's a game. That's what it is. Mm, and, okay. Important. Um, important. What you mean by how? So like, both teams are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, it kind of just has home field advantage for a little bit, but like both teams are going to make the playoffs to the situation where like it wasn't like if the Bengals lost, they weren't going to get in, or if the Bills lost, they weren't going to get in. Okay, but I'm, like, I'm trying to make sure that you different, differentiate the, the meaning of importance. Like it's not important towards just life and outside of the sport. That I agree with, but not mm-hmm. important like as far as when it comes to actual football, that I got to disagree with, but we're talking about life. Exactly. We're talking about life, which is bigger than the game, and that's that's my whole point with this. So, and it, it goes to show, like, you know, it, these Bart Scott, you, I can't, oh my God, don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> horrible take, horrible opinion. How dare you blame somebody for a literally a football play? He said he should have been flagged for what? He just lowered his shoulder into the guy. That's a routine play. It happens all the time. You're also, a linebacker. Tra- you should also, know. Also, they slipped to trucking out of the game, and they made that a, a penalty about a few years ago, back when Trevor Richardson was a rookie. They took that one. They took that out a while ago. But anyway, that's the grist. Let's move on. Uh, uh, like Demar, yeah, we're so glad that you're okay. T. Uh, T. Higgins, I know you got hurt. I know you got hurt uh, like earlier today in the game against the Ravens. Um, glad you're doing better. Hopefully you'll be right, and hopefully you'll be ready in the playoffs. Uh, but Demar Hamlin, we're glad that you're alive. We're glad that you're doing better. And hopefully, um, your foundation be able to re- uh, like receive enough money and reach the goal in which you want. So, if anybody don't know, go ahead and research and figure out how to be able to like send like send some t- send something towards his organization. Oh, dude, on. he's exceeded that, and that, that's the last thing I want to touch on for this thing too. Besides all the morons who care too much about you know your parlays, your fantasy. If you're going to get a fantasy football, you would need this. You know, you can always also negotiate. Excuse me. You can also negotiate with the people in the league to take out the defense that think this is stupid. It's not that big of a deal. Your fantasy football game is not as important as somebody's life. That is somebody who is a multiple fantasy league saying that it ain't that important. So second of all, the people who are worried about your money. I stop again. Not that important. Can't say I can't I can't say that, but understood. But I can't say that now. If the people that's relying too much on betting to be able to get their money, 
I agree with you, but as mm -hmm. far as just anybody that's doing this on the side as well as trying to like work and be able to provide for your family, completely uh, uh, like not going to be able to say that. So the biggest thing for me is, like I said, there, there are things so much more, so much bigger than this, you know, that game. And I, you, I understand it. And what you talked about too is his foundation. So his foundation, I think they were trying to get like $3,500. Last time I checked, they were at $8 hey, million. Hey, hey, dollars. Eight million, hey, hey, million, I think less than, less than two days. Fanatics uh, decided to donate all of the proceeds for any DeMar Hamlin jersey to the actual foundation. Um, and talking about getting the money right, uh, earlier this morning, Ian Rappaport tweeted out how the Bills um, are honoring the entirety of DeMar Hamlin's contract. So they're doing the right thing. So basically, they've worked out an agreement with the NFL and the NFLPA to pay him his full contract because if he lands it on IR, they didn't have to pay him the whole thing. That's a common clause in most contracts. But because, exactly. But because of how freak of an accident this was, they're doing the right thing. So, I mean, I respect that. But we'll, we'll move on. I just, to, to surmise, I guess, surmise this whole thing um, and step off my soapbox here. If you agree with Skip Bayless or Bart Scott, Stop listening. I, I don't need you as a listener. We don't need you as a listener. There are more important things to sports than, you know, life is more important than sports. That's, That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Life is more important than sports. And what we care about more is the player's health. And we care about the fact that he's okay. He's recovering. He's breathing again. And, you know, he does have a long road of recovery ahead of him. But we we wish him nothing but the best. So, Damar, we love you, man. Um, rest up. Heal up. You know. Hopefully everything works out for you is the best way it can. Yep. So let's move on a little bit. Um, Black Monday's coming up. Technically, Black Sunday. That's Maybe true. Monday. So speaking of that, Lovey Smith's gone. Lovey Smith is Not no longer. No. Which I, no, the Texans are a dumpster fire for an organization. That's when, why I'm not surprised. No, it, when you have a youth pastor as your, you know, your GM or I, whatever his role was, like wait, I, it, hold, wait, hold on, hold on. We talking like a good youth pastor. We talking like Peter Parker, Peter Parker, youth pastor, like the way he was dressed. Are uh, we talking about um, youth pastor off a of young Sheldon? Um, See, I didn't watch that, so that one's that one's on you. Then, but then, uh, hopefully, our listeners know what I know what I mean. That one um, right over my head. Basically, it. Dude was fired. Lovey Smith was literally brought in as a face to tank the franchise. I mean that it. Not, not to tank. The it franchise. was an unwinnable job, and if you won, you get fired. He got, it was an unwinnable job. It's the, got, same, it's the same. It's the same. Brian Flores situation. He got he, put in a boat with a hole in it and was told to row to the other side of the river. And if he made it to the other side of the river, he would have been told to row back to the other way. Like no, it, no, 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 no. Hole, hole, boat, river, row. If you make it, then we kill you. I, you pretty much, yeah. It's, that it's is the best way to put it. Yeah, so I mean, basically say we want you to die sinking on the sea. No, I'm gonna find a way to make sure I get to the other side. They killed him right once he got to the other side. So, somebody who should have been fired immediately and who isn't actually gonna get fired and is gonna make it in the next season is McDaniels because apparently the Raiders are too cash poor to fire him right now. Duh. So, they're stuck with him for another year. <laughs> Ugh. Which is and the they might most, not have a quarterback next year. No, which is the most Raiders thing ever. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. But not as much as I love Jamal Williams' intro. On uh, uh, before we get that, we got one more. Now this may not count as like you know the usual Black Monday, uh, mm -hmm. but it counts. It counts close to it. Hmm. 
Sean McVay not, might, might not be in L.A. much longer. McVay might not be in L.A. much longer, and apparently um, Sean Payton's trying to make a comeback. He's interviewing with teams. The Saints have allowed it, but they can't Den- actually meet him in person. Denver. Uh, Denver. Denver. Talk to him. The reports came out about a few days ago. But back to Sean McVay, there was a report that his like him, his relationship with the Rams and his contract are in limbo currently right now. Because look, Sean McVay's young. He, he's a very yeah. young guy. He already won a Super Bowl. Basically, he got the he got chill mindset and you're in LA. But if you're the Rams, think about this. You ain't got no draft picks until around maybe 2026, 2027. You basically like the Lakers right now. You ain't yeah. got no draft picks. You got a quarterback situation going to next year, and your star defensive player was hurt during during the year. You dealt with injuries. Sean McVay leaves. Who are you gonna be able to replace? You're him? done. You have nothing. You, you, you through. You got talent. You have you nothing. You're not winning again. This is going to be the epitome of would you rather compete for a championship but not win a championship for years to come, or win a championship and not get there for about fifty years? Yep. It's the main. That's what it is. But I do want to talk on one thing too. So you mentioned that uh, Sean Payton might be hired or interviewing for the Denver job. I want to talk about my most hated coach in all of college football. Uh, well, he he ain't a coach no more. That would be, <laughs> that's just my most yeah. most hated most hated man. I hate him more than Jeff Fisher. And if you're a Jaguars fan, you know how much that means. I we hate Jeff Fisher, but I digress. Harbaugh, the Michigan head coach, has been denied. He's been denying, 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 denying that he's going to leave Michigan. But Denver's apparently um, saying, like, uh, we're talking to him next week. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. <laughs> of course, you're not going to publicly say when you deal with a whole bunch of alumni boosters and you're recruiting, you're not going to say, I'm leaving and I'm taking interviews. You're, you're, of course, you're going to deny that. Whether just, people know it or not, you still got to do that live. That's how you handle. That's how you handle most PR. Uh, that's one. The second thing is with Harbaugh. First of all, a lot of Michigan, uh, a lot of Michigan people want him out regardless. Mm-hmm. They, like they tired of him and they tired of not coming up short. Think about this. It took Urban Meyer to leave for Harbaugh to finally beat Ohio State. It really did. So, Think about this. You got to the college football playoffs two years in a row. You came up short. Completely understand. You got ram, you got ram, and you got ram rotted by um, by Georgia. And then mm-hmm. you just you just laid an egg against TCU. You got and handled TCU by TCU from that. So he finally get a quarterback with JJ McCarthy. Right now, Jim Harbaugh is in a position where he can do where, where, like, literally whatever he wants. There yeah. is no lose situation with him. You go to Michigan, you're still going to be able to compete uh, compete for titles. You go to the NFL, you're going to have a whole lot of leeway because you got yep. oh, you got a ton of experience right there. Not to mention what where he at and who he is, he's going to get a good job. And the way the trend of like NFL hiring process is, oh, he's going to get a good job. He's I just not going to be no. He's not going to be um. No, he's not going to be no. Um, dang, what's that coach's name again? I just forgot. The guy that just got fired from Houston. Oh, Lovey, Lovey Smith. Smith. Yeah, hey, Jim Harbaugh is Jim Harbaugh. He ain't no Lovey Smith. And and people know, that know how to code that code, what I'm saying, y'all know what I mean. He's going to get a good job. Be nice to Lovey now, but I I know what you're saying. Oh, oh, Lovey's a terrific coach. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Lovey Smith, Jim Harbaugh, look at both of them. You can tell which one's going to get the good job. 
Based think, off the based off the owners. If Harbaugh has any comment, which he doesn't, but if he has any common sense left in that brain of his, um, he won't leave because he has it made at Michigan. And the reason why he won't leave is because how many coaches do you know who have made the jump from college to the pros and then gone back to college and then back to the pros? Because there are plenty of coaches who have made the jump and gone back. You're very familiar with one right now. Saban I, made the jump to Miami. He made it back, and he's never leaving again. Ever. Hopefully, hopefully neither will. Hopefully, neither will Nate Oates. Hopefully, Bill O'Brien does. Um, but <laughs> oh God, do I hope. the the biggest thing for me is you you don't see that because not everybody can be an NFL head coach. You have to be a different cut, a different breed. You can be a great college coach, but you can't be just because you're a good college coach. Urban Meyer doesn't mean that you're a good NFL coach. And just because you was a good NFL coach don't mean you're a good college coach. Exactly. It's different facets of the game. You have to treat these people differently, you know, it, which is a whole. And you're not going to have as much control. No, and that's a whole different conversation for another day because we still got three more topics to run yep. through. Um, very briefly, did you watch that intro I sent you with Jamal Williams? Yeah, I saw a little bit. Do <laughs> I love it. I love how I. I I love how nerdy he is, man. That's awesome. Uh, so, defensive build, defensive personality, plus defensive brand. Look, hard knocks really helped out. Not just him, but it helped out the whole Detroit Lions. I love um, the Lions. I, I I do too. Hard knocks was that was one of the most entertaining hard knocks uh, series I can remember in a long time. Yeah, and like just Dan Campbell, that helped out everybody that like wanted to like Dan Campbell. Honestly, hard knocks helped them out. The only one I like better, you. We're gonna go back to Houston for the third time today. When Vince Wilfork came in there and the uh, those overalls and that cowboy hat. <laughs> you wait, wasn't that, wait, wasn't that the uh, the season where Deshaun Watt, uh, like DeAndre Hopkins was going against D'Angelo Hall? Yep, and, and he blew out his knee. Man, <laughs> that is. I, I'm with you on that one. That's by far my favorite, but uh, this is but the this, best this, one since this, then. This, yeah, this, had, this has been the one of the best ones. Shout out to uh, Dan Campbell, be able to finish strong because uh, just about a few, again, like as we mentioned earlier, we are doing this show right after the Lions were able mm -hmm. to defeat the uh, Green Bay Packers. Just to keep them out of the playoffs because they're petty. I love it. Twitter is going ham on Aaron Rodgers. Why not? Right now, the one of the, one of the most trending topics is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I like Aaron, look. I like Aaron Rodgers as a player, and also there's been a whole lot of speculation that tonight was the last. That was the last uh, Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Green Bay Packer, which is a which is a very high possibility. Yeah, but we'll get to that in another episode. That's a, yeah, um, that's a whole other thing. Shout out, to, shout out the Lions because they got my Seahawks in it, and I'll address that as we go through the whole playoff picture. Well, let's jump in there right now, man. First of all, um, it's midnight right now when we're recording, so I can't be as loud as I want. But let me get a for for the Jaguars listeners. Let me hear y'all say yeah. Duval. Oh yeah, give your rant real quick. Let's like, go. I'll, 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 let it out. Let it out, bro. Like, I am so happy. Oh my god. All right, I folks. I so can't yell. Garrett's, Garrett's again, as you know, and as you've been listening, he's a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. He's been through a whole lot through so I'm many so years. happy. And so, like, we're about to give him this time to go ahead and, t like, just tell his whole story. I'm not going to go too long. I'm going to keep it like, brief. Like, do what you got to do. But, like, we're going to give him this time 
because they were able to defeat uh, the like division rival Tennessee Titans, King Henry, and we're not going to talk about the Titans now. One you mean the Tennessee, the Tennessee Derrick Henrys? The Tennessee Derrick Henrys, <laughs> and we're not going to talk about the Titans. We already know. But like, oh my God, Garrett, take it away. Talk about what this um, what that I'll, win, what winning this division, going to the playoffs. Means I, I won't get too into it. I'll keep it kind of brief because for those of us who follow, or for those of you who follow us on Twitter, it's very clear that um, I I run the Twitter account. Uh, based on all the Jaguar stuff y'all might have been seeing last night. <laughs> it was always the Jaguars. It was always the Jags. And it's like, look, I, I love it. I'm thrilled the defense saved us. Again, the defense saved us. I, the, I will give props to the Titans defense in that second half. They played great. It's just th- that goes to show you that, you know, next man up, you know, eventually you run out of people. Like, I will give credit where credit's due. Dobbs was, I think he was only on the team for like 17 days and he played fine. He did well, but the defense woke up in the second half because we are a second half team and we shut them out. Derrick Henry ran for over hundred yards, but he also had like 30 carries, which doesn't surprise me. I would hope you had hundred yards for 30 carries at that point. That's not a slide against Derrick Henry. He's a Florida guy. I love my Florida guys, but yeah, like he, he is running back in Alabama history. But he is that. That's what you do. You put seven in the box. You do man on everybody else. And if they're not running, you, you put have eight. Seven. You put eight in the box with King Henry. Yeah, I mean, you put as many as you can in the box, and then you have everybody else playing man on their corner. And the Jags have the ability to play man because they have good man corners. Tyson Campbell got his interception. Rayshon Jenkins has been playing out of his mind these last few weeks, and I'm loving it. And it's uh, he came up big for us again last night. Had the strip sack on Dobbs and. Josh Allen had a little scoop and score, and it was incredible. I'm thrilled. Exactly. The superior Josh Allen. I I love it. I'm thrilled. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I was wrong. I wanted Nathaniel Hackett, and we got Dougie P, and I'm thrilled that we got Dougie P because Hackett couldn't hack it, and that is my second pun of the show and my worst one of the night. So I appreciate you for laughing. That was actually pretty good. (laughs) I was about to laugh. I'll take it. But let's, so, get, let's get into the uh, like Super Wild Card weekend. Exactly. So I'll, I'll, let me wrap this up real quick. I'm thrilled. Christian Kirk had over 1,000 yards, I believe. So it looks like he was worth the money. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram all had career receptions. And, and, it's, career, gonna, and, it's, and it's only going to keep getting better. It's only getting better. They Calvin, only had, yeah, you got Calvin really coming in next exactly. year. Exactly. We're only going to get better. It's, it's only going up picks. from here. It's only going up from here. It's great. And we're exactly, we're not the Rams. We actually have our draft picks. So we're heading in the right direction, man. I'm I'm thrilled. Let's get so, in. Let's get into this playoff picture. Yeah, let's get into it real quick. All so right. I'll, I'll step off my Jaguars pedestal. Take it away. All right. So play as of right now, playoffs are set. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and the Chiefs secure the top seeds. They will they will have the first round by. So this is the schedule for the Super Wildcard weekend starting Saturday with my Seattle Seahawks heading back to on the Bay Area to face off against the San, uh, like the number two seed San Francisco 49ers. Uh with their elite uh, with their elite run game, their elite defense, uh finishing off the season and possibly go against a potential defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. We will play the Seattle, uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers will match up on Fox at 4.30 Eastern Time, 3.30 Central on Fox this on this upcoming Saturday. After that, the Chargers and the Jaguars mm-hmm. are the primetime matchup on NBC on Saturday night. That it will be the it will be the marquee matchup between Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Justin Herbert 
of the of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers came up sec. I think uh, the Chargers came up second in the AFC West. They make the playoffs for the first time in about a few years. This is mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's first time into the playoffs, um, as well as Trevor Lawrence, who won his division in the AFC South. So yep. those two will and it will be a prime matchup. The game will be in Jacksonville. It will be in prime time on NBC. Guy, or uh, not guy, Garrett, are you going to the game? I'm not going to the. I, we'll see. I'm probably not going to be able to make it to the game because Jags. You know, for for those of you, it, it, okay. If you've seen what Jags Twitter can do, then you know. Um, we show out, and we are a diehard loyal fan base. Anybody who's picked with the Jags with a swimming fan- pool in that stadium. Say what? <laughs> with a swimming pool in your stadium. Yeah, we got that. I don't know why, but we have it. Here's the thing. Probably not going to the game, uh, but I will be watching. We schmacked the Chargers when we played them in week we'll three. Get in, we'll get into that. We'll get into details possibly the next show as far as a preview. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to do that again. But I think we got it. Uh, but again, Saturday. Um, but anyway, Saturday's wild card games is going to be Seattle versus uh, versus San Fran, four thirty Eastern time on Fox. And then you got the Los Angeles Chargers going against Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. eight fifteen on ES on NBC. Those mm-hmm. are the two Saturday matchups. Now we get to Sunday. The Miami Dolphins are back in the playoffs, I believe, in the first time in a few in a few years. Uh, Tua, Tua, I apologize. Tua might be Tua might be available. He's missed the last two games due to concussion, but he might be available. We remember last time that the Dolphins were in Buffalo uh, for a big matchup. Tua showed out. Uh, they came up short against against Buffalo, but Tua showed out along with that offense in that snow weather. And I think the weather might be a little bit better than it was the last time. They will be in Buffalo at one. They will be uh, for the ad, like the 1 p.m. game uh, on CBS. So they will have that. So most likely uh, Josh Allen versus Tua part three will have, will be having Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Uh, so again, that's Dolphins versus Bills, 1 p.m. CBS on mm-hmm. Sunday. That's the first Sunday matchup. Afternoon game, you have the New York Giants back in the playoffs in quite some time versus the number three seed, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that will be a 4-30 game on Fox. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings had a terrific year, won the NFC North, uh, dominated which way, but they have been deemed as a team that nobody truly believes in. I am one of those people. I'm one of those critics, even though Justin Justin Jefferson emerged as the best receiver in this in like this year's season and most likely going to be the runaway offensive player of the year. They are led by Dalvin, and they are led by him, Dalvin Cook. They still have an abundance of weapons, but the defense is yet to be unlike the defense is yet to show any signs. The, the defense York, is as suspect as Kirk Cousins in a primetime game. The New York Giants are back in the playoffs with their potential head on like coach of the year, Brian Dayball. Saquon Barkley is back. He is one of the top rushers in the league. Did not win the rushing title, but he's still have been in the top five. So congrats to see Saquon back. Offensive line has improved a whole lot. The Giants defense has improved a whole lot. Danny, Daniel Jones has improved a whole lot. They were able to get into the uh into the postseason. They will face the Vikings again, 4:30 on Fox on Sunday. So we'll get into our predictions possibly in another show. And mm-hmm. lastly, the nightcap of Sunday night are the Baltimore are the Lamar Jacksonless Baltimore Ravens going against the reigning defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. That will be the 815 primetime game again on NPC. 
So you have the Ravens that will not have their quarterback throughout the whole season, which I completely support Lamar Jackson because the mm-hmm. Ravens have not given him his money. So they got to live with the consequences. The Ravens came up short against the Cincinnati Bengals earlier today where the Bengals beat them 27 to 16. So the Ravens are not going nowhere. They are staying in Cincinnati like they were today, and they will be there again as well to face off against the Bengals this time in a playoff game. The Bengals are coming off the uh, coming off a very emotional uh, cancellation game between the Buffalo Bills. We're not going to get into the details as far as how that whole neutral site thing is going to is going to be because yeah. that's a whole big headache. We'll, we'll do we'll that, that time. if we come to it. But the Ravens will match up against the Bengals for the Sunday night um, for the Sunday night primetime matchup in the in the Super Wildcard Weekend at eight fifteen in, um, in on NBC. So that is Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings. Ravens Bengals all on Sunday night. And lastly, the final game of the wild of the Super Wild Card weekend. It will be the Dallas Cowboys traveling over to Tampa Bay to face against Tom Brady and the Bucks. That will be on the 815 on ABC and ESPN. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be calling that game. Uh you have the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Cowboys in the playoffs. We already know. Uh <laughs> and you got the and you got the um, the under 500 uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady who has been through a whole lot throughout this whole entire season and has um, and yet again found a way to get his team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, into the playoffs on a division win. They were able to clinch the division last week by defeating the Carolina Panthers. And so now they host a home playoff game as a fourth seed, facing the five seed, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't need to go into detail with the Cowboys because I hate their guts. That's yep. what I'm leaving it at that. So that is the Super Wild Card Weekend. On Saturday, Seahawks versus Niners, Char- and Chargers versus Jags. Sunday, Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals. And on Monday, the lone game, the main primetime game on ESPN and ABC, the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There, it will be Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, so I'm just going to call it now, and we will get too into it. Um, Jags to the Super Bowl, because why not at this point? I mean, I <laughs> Why not at this point? Sure. I got I'm three done. reasons. I, I I got a couple too, but why I got not? Three reasons. I'm pulling for it. Mahomes, Go, what are your reasons? Inferior Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. But I do want to say this. <laughs> if the Bills are successful against the Dolphins, I do want to see a rematch of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. Because that, that way we get to have a Josh Allen part two. Exactly, and, and the thing- then Josh Allen of the Bills get to re, um, get to try to claim the title of who is the superior Josh Allen because if we replay the matchup between the Bills and the Jags that happened last time, the Jacksonville Jaguars were successful against the Buffalo Bills, in which were the uh, where the superior Josh Allen remained to be in Jacksonville because he was able to sack Josh Allen of the Bills. Strip Josh Allen of the Bills, scoop and score on Josh Allen of the Bills, and get an interception of the uh, of Josh Allen of the Bills. So the superior Josh Allen was able to like again have success over the inferior. So currently Josh Allen of the Bills is the inferior, and the Jacksonville Jaguars Josh Allen is the superior based off the matchup that they had earlier. If you want that, uh, if you want those titles to switch, the Bills must beat the Jags, and unlike in either Josh Allen. Must go off, and I am here for it. Uh, 100%. You and me both. Well, let's because that game last year gave us something that we didn't know we needed. 
Oh, it was awesome. It was incredible. Nobody knew we needed that. But let's, you know, we could talk about playoffs all day. Um, let's get right down to the most, uh, I guess, the end of college football. So it will end on that because we don't have a whole lot of time left. So before we get into this, I do want to remind people that this is pre-recorded. The game will have happened before this episode comes out. So these are our predictions, and hindsight will be 2020. And if one of us is correct or incorrect, uh, we'll be eating our words the next week. So what do you think, Jalen? TCU or Georgia? I'm rooting for TCU, but Georgia's going to take man. Uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for TCU. Georgia's going to take that thing home. And then Bro, we're gonna, and like, here's the thing that I'm not looking forward to. A lot of people saying, are Georgia is Georgia going to be the next dynasty? I'm not going to defend you saying no. no. I'm not going to say that. It's a possibility they can make, they can make a run out of it, but no. They have like to be dead. Bama, Bama is not dead. No, and, and not they, to mention with the expansion coming in a few years, it's going to be get even more difficult. Exactly. But so right no, now, big congrats to Georgia. I believe they're going to win. I believe they're going to win it. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for TCU, uh, but like I think the dogs got it, bro. I see. I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it, I'm pulling for TCU too. Just I, how do you not, uh, unless you're a Georgia fan, how do you not pull for Max Duggan? First of all, his name is five. That's already number one. Uh, yeah, but, but like, like, how also, do you not pull for dude? Well, nobody's met Hypnotoad yet. And if you don't know what Hypnotoad is, you are too young. <laughs> all glory to the Hypnotoad. Not to mention, I don't think you, uh, not to mention, I think you're either too young or your parents didn't allow you to stay up that late to be able to see adults swim. All glory to the Hypnotoad. But oh, anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, shoot, I'm with you, like, though. I, it's at TCU. I'm, I'm taking TCU. I think TCU, uh, honestly, I think TCU beats him. My I, gotta go, comes I, down. I gotta go Georgia. Also, um, reports said that you're not allowed to tailgate at SoFi Stadium. Look, oh my God! I don't so get me started far, on Cal- that. California, if it if it ain't the Rose Bowl, so far should not be allowed to host host a college football game. If you can't have a tailgate for college football, I'm sorry, you cannot do it. Especially Georgia, and don't don't give me any crap about how and you can't do it for no Southern state. No, and don't don't give me any crap about how well it's an NFL stadium. Like first of all, we tailgate outside we, NFL stadiums already. But what but is the name? uses tables for different reasons. We'll even keep it Georgia-related. What is the nickname of the Florida-Georgia game? The world's largest cocktail party. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yes, sir. And that is it, – it's a tailgate. You tailgate for a week leading up to this game. Not to mention, Doc, and think about this. This whole this whole world and business is based on making money. Do you – imagine what L.A. would do or imagine what SoFi could do if they charged tailgating and the people would pay. Yeah. Oh, people would pay all day. That's Absolutely. money. Absolutely, that's you are leaving money on the table, but that's a conversation for another day. I mean, my prediction: TCU wins. I think it comes down to one last possession. I love Stetson Bennett. I respect Stetson the, Bennett been coming through. Big shout! I respect the crap out of the kid. Uh, I just I'm pulling yeah. for Max Duggan. Hypnotoads all day. Let's do yeah. it. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the frogs, but uh, I, I see the dogs getting it. But we'll see next week when who's right and who's wrong. One of us is gonna have. Uh, one of us is gonna have to apologize. But that... no, no, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Well, on that note, man, let's go ahead and end it. So, thank y'all for listening again. We really do appreciate it. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in as always. If you liked it, you know, you can tell us, give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Do we got any shout outs? Tweets. 
Oh, we're getting into the shout outs. The people who retweet and give us five stars are the ones who get the shout outs. So I want to give a shout out to the Chime In podcast, the Wrestling World podcast, Jim over at Fan of the Van podcast. I want to give a shout out to the, four, or the guys over at the 1420 podcast. They've actually been part of the reason why we're actually, uh, analytics wise, looking pretty good in Canada. Oh, right. I, don't like bacon. <laughs> I love oh. it. I'm in. Let's do it. Appreciate you guys. And then the Brutally Honest Sports podcast as well. So a little bit shorter of a shout out list this week. You want to get back on it. You guys, you know, five stars, retweet, all of it. Let us know. That's how you do it. Um, so we do appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody else who wasn't doing that. Um, anybody who has helped us get this passion project at the point it's at, we really do appreciate you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to show us how appreciative you are, again, like we said, five stars, comment, subscribe, feed the algorithm gods, help us moving up those charts. Um, tell everybody you know if you liked it. If you didn't like it, uh, this conversation never happened. We appreciate your time, but you won't get it back. Um, so that'll be it for us. We'll see you next week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.